When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns podcast, post-game edition. We are presented by OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OG's makes the best cannabis-infused gummies, and we can all use them after that game. Head on over to OG's Brand, OG'sBrands.com to see their full lineup and find out where you can purchase. The Phoenix Suns fall to the New York Knicks, 139 to 122. And oh no, we suck again? <laughs> This is close to bottom. I have my hand over the panic button. I got at least one finger on it. This was abysmal. This was everything you feared in terms of injury-wise. It happening again. This is troubling. There is nothing good about what came out of tonight in any way, shape, or form. It was one of the worst defensive performances, and this is... Quickly becoming, right now, one of the most disappointing Suns teams we've ever seen. Disappointing is probably the most accurate thing, for sure. I, I Listen, I think there's just as much of this on the players as it is the coaches. But overall, it's just an absolute lack of execution. Mm-hmm. It's an overall lack of competitiveness. It's an overall lack of understanding what the hell you're supposed to be doing out there on a basketball court from veterans? Yeah. It's a mess from top to bottom. It is an absolute mess. You have Kevin Young, who you held over because you thought he was the offensive guy. Then you have Frank Vogel coming in with the defense, and both of them looked awful in the second half. Awful. Yeah. Like it, it, There was points in that game when we literally saw four guys around the court just not even taking a step, yeah. and it was a one-on-one show. And it didn't work out. And the Knicks were just flying right by the Suns on the other end for layup after layup after layup after three after three after three. That was the most piss poor effort I've seen on a basketball court since probably 2018. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody here knows I'm not going to hide from it. I'm I'm optimistic. I try to look at uh, the glasses half full, not half empty. And You know, I've defended this team multiple times this year because of injuries and situations. Tonight's not one of those nights. Tonight was an absolute shit show in every facet of basketball, coaching, uh, offense, defending, effort. I mean, there was times when I'm watching this basketball game and, I mean, it looked high Mm schoolish offensively. Like oh, I'm like defensively I'm, too. Both sides, yeah, yeah both sides. <laughs> the offense and defense. I mean, I've seen better effort and execution and more complexity in high school. Like dudes, not moving. Like I'm t- not moving. Devin, one on one. Let's look around. Okay, you go. Okay, KD, come get it. Okay, everybody spread out. 
Like, what the hell is this? The NBA, man. Like, Kevin Young, we got to do better. Frank Vogel, you're a defensive genius. We can't give up on 40. And Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, y'all are superstars. I don't want to hear about Brad Beal. Y'all should be good enough to beat this Knicks team. You did it before. So, yeah, tonight's a night that I'm going to be pissed off. And this is probably the worst Phoenix Suns effort I've seen thus far this year. So, my thing is, is I can't figure out the why. I can't figure it out. Why do we just stop playing basketball in the fourth quarter and go straight to ISO and stop moving? Like, we've done it how many times this season? Why do we keep doing it? This team has no chemistry. But yeah. but, but again, yeah. I understand that, but you're not going that hard on it in quarters one, two, and three. No, but trust comes into yeah. play in the fourth. I mean, I suppose. And it's, do you trust the guys around you? And what... When Book and KD are basically trading off who's playing hero ball, that screams to me, I don't trust the rest of these Fight guys. or flight type like, thing, yeah. It's, I got to take this over, or he's going to take it over, and then I'm going to take it over, but we're not doing everything we do as a team. And to me, that just screams chemistry. Yeah. And I don't, I, I understand the frustration with Frank Vogel, but I also don't understand why you put together a great offensive team and then you go hire a defensive-minded coach and expect, well, he's going to turn these guys into, uh, you know, defensive savants. Uh, and I, part of that's part of this is a disconnect to me in how you built it too. Like you should have gone with a brilliant offensive mind as your head coach. Play into your strength because you knew you're going to be basement basement shopping for for the back half of your roster and. You know, you've got okay defenders in, in Josh Kogi, Jordan Goodwin, but this is not a team built around no. defensive prowess. No. Not so so why hire a defensive head coach? No, yeah, I point. mean, again, there's there's I I'm gonna go with the effort. Yeah. I'm gonna look at the effort. There was a there was a point where I believe it was a, a ball fell in between two guys. They just looked at it and a Nick came in and just grabbed it off off the ground yeah. and scored. And I was like what what are we doing? Like yeah. you guys are just looking at each other. That's effort. There was a couple loose balls. Nobody dived on the ground. Like there, there's just fundamental things about this team uh, that you can question. And we've we've been kind of putting it off, saying, "Well, if this, if this, if these guys get healthy and blah 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 blah." Well, uh, health be damned. You have to play with effort. You have to play with heart mm -hmm. tonight. It just looked like it just vanished at times yeah. and then came back at times. And it was just a really odd and awful game. I, I was not. That fourth quarter was abysmal. It was and, terrible. And, and so, I mean, how many how many times in your life, all, all of y'all, how many times in your life have y'all seen an NBA game where a guy scores 50? You don't double him once. No, bro. <laughs> Nothing. No. Like, like, yo, just cook, bro. Just cook. I'm going to just sit here and watch you because I don't know if you can keep doing it. But I saw you drop 40 on us two weeks ago at the Garden. But I'm I'm like, damn, bro. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. This is effort. You're right. Um, guys that haven't done enough in this league to not be on the damn floor. Like, that's why some of these guys need to be on the floor diving and scrapping and fighting because they're on minimum contracts. And they're not even doing that. Yep. Yeah, this this is one of those moments. And again, I've been I defend the Suns a lot. And I again I'm I'm more optimistic than some people like. 
But, you know, there's a lot of games that we've lost and it's by a bucket or two. And you can kind of talk yourself through that and be like, you know, a turnover here, turnover. This is different. This is a straight ass whooping top to bottom. And this is one of those days where you hear a report that they had a team meeting. Like somebody got to step the hell up and be like, yo, all right, bro. Now that that's unacceptable. We need to look ourselves in the mirror. Devin needs to be better. Kevin needs to be better. The coaching staff needs to be better. The role players need to be. That's across the board. That can't happen. You lose by 20 at home to the Knicks. That's crazy. I do agree with Flex. I do feel like this is an inflection point in the season. I think if they don't respond on Sunday Mm -hmm. and they don't start putting together solid effort, solid wins, then, man, we are looking at a lot of fucking eating crow. Uh, for the remainder of the season because that's not going to be pretty. Yeah. And everybody's already chomping at the bit to come at not only the, you know, the Suns, but also like fans of the Suns. And, you know, we just refuse to want to give in to that. But this this team better respond. They better they better respond quickly because the season, as much as you want to put it off and say it's chemistry or injury and stuff like that, I get it. But you still had two all-stars on on the court. Yeah. They have to play better as a team. In the first three quarters, they were moving the ball and everything was looking pretty crisp. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get to the fourth quarter and these dudes just completely forget how to play b- basketball <laughs> and they they just go four wide and they go. And I just do not understand what the hell's going on. So it, there's a lot to fix. A if, lot to fix. If they lose on some Sunday, somebody gets fired. If you lose to the Wizards. After a matchup like right. this, somebody gets yeah, fired that's true. Hey. on Sunday. And look, Jalen Brunson goes 12 of 12 in the second half. Eight of his nine three-pointers come in the second half. You don't figure out how to do anything mm-hmm. on him. A majority of his 50 points come in the second half, and you do nothing defensively on him. And then Devin Booker follows it up by shooting 14% in the fourth quarter. And getting in foul trouble for like the third, fourth straight game early. Over stupid things. Over plays that he should not be trying to contest. I go back to that Golden State game. We got that foul to start the game against Draymond, 30 feet from the basket. Like these are little things that are now starting to, you know, uh, uh, come to the forefront. And again, uh, to, to your point and your point, we got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, bro. The best player on the court was Jalen Brunson. Like, facts. Mm-hmm. None to talk about. Best player tonight was little-ass Jalen Brunson, who came into the house on, on Matrix Day. Like, come on, man. We got to do better than that. He punked him. Straight up. He punked him. New York City punk. From straight New up. York. I'm, I'm from New York. I'm going to punk your asses in downtown That's Phoenix. Exactly and I'm coming. And I'm coming back home. Yeah, that's crazy, yo. I'm sorry, Lynn. No, I, I'm at a loss for words. Like, this is just embarrassing yeah. at this point. Yeah. It's not even like, it's not, I mean, it's all of the things, but more than anything, it's embarrassing as a Suns fan. Like, I'm sorry. We were promised so much more than this at the beginning of this, or before the season started, during the offseason when all these moves were made. In theory, are there some things that you have to iron out? Sure. In theory, though, even with just two of the big three healthy, we should be a much better Hell team than yeah. what we are. So I'm just over here flabbergasted trying to figure out what the hell is going on and why nothing's clicking. And I'm sorry, but if you don't trust your teammates yet, then what are you doing behind closed doors? Yeah. 
If I want it, what I want are it, you doing great behind point, closed Lizzie. doors? Great, great that damn you point. You don't trust your teammates at this point, and if you don't trust your teammates, then why are they playing next to you? Hey, if I, if great I point. why are moves being made? Great I point. mean, I know it's not December fifteenth yet. But to be. It, it is. is. It is. It is. It is. Make the I thought it was Check the clock. Look, Some of y'all are on. Watch. Make some moves. Look, I don't know. If no, I want to disappoint I would have just kept Monty and I would have kept Chris Paul and I could have seen this shit without mortgaging the future right now, right? This team needs to wake up. And a big disappointing thing to me, uh, it was freaking Grayson Allen shot 100% tonight. His last shot came in the middle of the third quarter and he did not get another shot the rest of the and game. And you hit your damn ticket because of it. it yeah, makes we'll it even get worse. into that. Sorry, That's the sorry. one bright spot tonight. Sorry, but, sorry, sorry. Uh, but no, I mean, that that to me speaks volumes about how the ball wasn't yeah, moving. Facts. How it just stopped. Grayson Allen shot 100%, was 5 for 5, looked good offensively, and you didn't get him the ball at all? You didn't set him up for success? Like, the ball just stopped. Nurk and Grayson did their jobs tonight. Mm -hmm. They did. Nobody Nurk, else did. Nurk and Grayson did their jobs tonight. The 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 people that are just gonna look at a box score are gonna say, "Oh, Devin did fine and KD did fine." No, no, no. There's levels to this. There are levels to this, and the guy on the other team out leveled y'all. And again, the Brad Bill thing. Yeah, I get it. This ain't on Brad Bill. Um, he, he landed. He, he, he took you know took a bad spill there, sprained the ankle. You should be able to beat this team without Brad Bill. There is, there is absolutely unequivocally, in my opinion, at this point, there is absolutely some type of trust issue and disconnect with this basketball team and even the coaching staff. I told Espo before the show started, I saw a video of a locker room speech, and that said a lot to me. Like, I, I just didn't see a locker room that was connected and entwined. And that's on the players and the coaches. You just can't blame the coaches. It's a collective effort. Some shit got to go down. Tonight might be one of them nights where uh, they got to look in the mirror, man. I, yeah. Frank feels like the guy that's trying to be the cool dad to me right now when yeah. you see those clips. And they need somebody that's just going to yell at him right now and tell him this isn't acceptable. This is crap. And you need to get your heads out of your asses mm. uh, and show some heart and hustle. Uh, and boo-hoo, I'm sorry Bradley Beal twisted his ankle four minutes and 32 seconds into this game, but that doesn't change what you got to go out there and do, and it doesn't, it doesn't you know, make that fourth quarter collapse yet again uh, okay. That, I told you I wasn't, I wasn't going to be concerned until I felt it was a pattern. This is officially a pattern of fourth yeah. quarter. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the Phoenix Suns in fourth quarters right now, and they have not found a way to address it in the least. Yep. Yeah. Some, something need, they need to find, have their come-to-Jesus moment. Something has to change. I don't care what it is at this point as long as it works. So y'all just need to figure it out. Um, all right. So one of the other really shitty moments of tonight's game, mm. of course, was Bradley Beal getting hurt again. Now, this one sucks because it he it was completely out of his control. And it felt like you said it three minutes before, you said it two minutes before, and you said it like a minute and a half before the injury happened. Bradley Beal's back. Did you see that? Did you see that? I feel like he's feeling himself. He's feeling good right now. Like we were all in a great mood. It felt like we were going to finally get that Bradley Beal game where he felt good out there and was confident in himself 
and his abilities, and then boom, yeah. rolls his ankle. And it didn't look good. No. There were a couple different angles. I know one angle looked a little less worse than the other, but it didn't look great. He tried. He took the free throw, but then he left and he never came back. And they didn't specify what it was. They just said a right ankle, which means they're likely having to get imaging done to figure out exactly what's going on. With the good it. thing is that it, sucks. The good thing is it doesn't appear to be a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, and so that means the recovery will be a little bit faster, and we hope it is. But again, it just listen. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, trading for Brad Beal was terrible," and blah 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 blah. Like, whatever. Every trade is a risk. I don't care about that. What I care about is the individual constantly working to get back on the court and getting re-injured and getting re-injured and getting re-injured. And I'm sure it's frustrating for him. And you could tell that he was really, really yeah. upset when he came off the court. Like he knows. There's a lot of pressure. He knows he needs to be there for his guys. He doesn't feel good about getting injured. You know, like, it's not his fault. It's not like he's wanting to get hurt. He's the baller. He wants to play. Like, and it's just, it, you feel sad for the guy. You know, yeah. you feel sad for him. It, you, it definitely affected the team in that short-term period for about the next four to five minutes. You could tell, like, everybody was kind of shook. Like, damn, we just lost our, our guy yeah. again after yeah. he just came back. Like, yeah. It's a rough situation for everybody. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the team is affected, like you said. And, you know, I think there's that moment where you go back in the locker room at halftime and you kind of speak to him and you're like, okay, we feel better. You know, at least, you know, maybe he told him x-rays are clean or whatever. But we felt it here. Imagine how the players feel. Like, in this office, as soon as it happened, bang. It was a moment we all looked at each other like, damn, damn. oh, Again? man, suck, suck the air out of it. So imagine what the players are going through, working their asses off and to watch him, you know, work as hard as he's worked to get back. So it's tough, but you can't blame this on Brad Beal, guys. If you play enough basketball, those are one of them freak situations that happen in basketball that you cannot blame on yeah. a player. That could happen to anybody. And so it's I'm, happened to all three of them. All three guys. of them this year, correct. <laughs> they both <laughs> twisted their ankles. What? I I know nobody likes the the cursed word, but I don't know. At some point, I don't know how to explain anything else. Like, there's no logic that explains some of the shit away. Like, this is just the the most unlucky uh, you know season we've felt in a while. And and then on top of it, they they have no chemistry. So not only is there all these injuries, but there's little hope because you're not seeing sparks of life from everybody else that's left. There's no next man up. It's just, you know, oh, okay, well, I guess we're just going to sleepwalk through this again. All right, two things. One, Gerald Borgay, who will be joining us later on in the show, tweeted out that Frank Vogel said x-rays on Bradley Beal's ankle came back negative. That's so that's good. good news at the very least. Now we wait to hear further on a potential timetable. And Vogel said in the meantime, his biggest concern is keeping Beal's spirits lifted since he's mm -hmm. obviously, quote, disappointed, yep. just like the rest of us. Thing number two, to your point, do we have bad luck? Are we snake bitten? Well, Katie was asked that question. Let's see what he thinks. Are you trying to say bad luck? Yeah. You believe in that? I don't even look at life that way. Shit happens, that's a part of it. You know, Brad, we got great training staff. Uh, he got great support behind him. He'll be back out there. But I think we got bad luck. I don't believe in that. That's fair, fine, don't believe in it. But if you're gonna say 
shit happens in life, then you know what is important? The way you react to it, the way you respond to it. And this team has not responded to it. They've not reacted to it in a way that makes you go, all right, well, they're going to fight against what's going on. They're going to show heart. They haven't done that. So I don't care if you believe in bad luck or not. You're not responding to what's happening in a way that makes anybody feel any better right now. Yeah. I mean, I understand why he doesn't want to lean into that because if I were a player, I wouldn't you can't lean, lean into it. You can't lean into that. You can't. That's for us. If you lean into that's that. for us. That's for all the whole, That's for all the conspiracy theorists and all the people that believe no. in jinxes yeah. and all this you, other you stuff. That's for us. That's for us. Yeah. As a player, if you start to buy into that stuff, you're, you're done. already done. No, you're done. done. I, what I want to hear him say is no, it's not bad luck. We haven't stepped up. We haven't done our job. This is on us, and injuries are going to happen, but we have not done our job to win. That's and fair. Devin Booker is not in the clear of this either. Yeah. You can't go one of seven. You can't shoot 14% in a fourth quarter. You can't disappear this year when it matters most. You Facts. cannot do that. If you want to be one of the top 10 guys in this league, you want to be considered a superstar to both these guys. you got to step up when it matters, and these guys have not done it this year. Yeah. We went from one of the most clutch teams in the NBA two seasons ago to a group that can't get their shit together in a fourth quarter and win games that they've been in control of for most of a game. No, no, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you, bro. That you nailed that. I think what you said is what Kevin probably should have said. Like, yeah, I don't believe in luck, but yeah, we got to step the hell up. Um, Kevin's a laid back dude and that's the way he always does things, but yeah, he can't admit to luck because yeah. he'd be over. His I career mean, be over. And, and to defend KD, I mean, we haven't, we didn't hear the rest yeah, of the that rest president. Of, yeah. So he might have said, said that's that, that exact thing that What I don't like is the out. indignant response to the, to the question the way he did. I just, it, you know, I get you're pissed off, but just say, hey, some of this shit's on us. You know, even, even in response to that, I don't care if he said it later. It was just, there was an indignant about it. He was just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm frustrated with what's going on with this team. And I don't care if it's luck, if it's any, whatever it is, they're not responding and doing what they need to. And they're paid to, to do just that. They're supposed to be superstars. Then figure this shit out. You shouldn't be 10th in the West. You shouldn't be 500 at this point, regardless of what's going on. Because you've had two of the three for most of this year at most times. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, I will say, though, that he did feel while Katie is mostly chill and he was chill ish in that soundbite, he did look more angry there. He than looked he pissed. Has he looked pissed. Yeah. He looked pissed. So, like, he's not the kind of guy who's going to come out and throw a chair or say crazy wild things. Like, that's not who Katie is. But you can tell by the way he was talking in his body language that he was upset. And that question probably pissed him off a little bit, too, because he knows, like, deep down inside, whether he said it out loud, he knows it's not bad luck. We're just playing like shit. Yeah. You know, so so he knows that <clears throat> in yeah. a sense, that question kind of thrown shade at him. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, I, Asking I, a player directly, like, do you think you guys are really shitty this year because of bad luck? Right. No, that's essentially the question. That's that was like the Chris Paul Let's question in the finals. Let's be yeah. real. Do you feel bad? Do you feel bad for him to bad luck? Like, that's not a quick yeah. hit. But you're right. Uh, I will say this. And, and I'm going to I'm 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 actually very intrigued with what we're going to see and hear over the next couple of days. Because I, I will say this. I know Devin and Kevin and even Brad, 
they have a high care factor. And they are basketball savants. And the way they're playing offensively, it looks elementary. Especially so, in the fourth. Yeah. Yes, it, it looks elementary. And and this goes beyond the fourth. I mean, we're watching the game and certain t- – like we're pointing out when they got movement. We're like, oh, they're moving good now for a couple of minutes, right? And then it's just like, where it go? I, I will say this. I'm starting to question if those guys are questioning the people in control of this offense. I, I'm I'm seriously because I can't believe that guys like Kevin Durant and and Devin Booker are sitting around accepting an offense that is one on one ISO with no movement. I, I I can't believe that they're okay with that. But is that the offense or is this what they're defaulting to? Because at times when I don't we know, see that man. movement, we see cutting. Is that the offense? That uh, that's the problem here. And if you're watching tape and and that's the offense. Uh, you're not missing it. I mean, they're mm-hmm. obviously watching tape of this at some point. Like well, I, that that's the thing. We don't know what the hell this is. Well, I is. think that 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 kind of illustrates the problem with this team. The inconsistency yeah. we've seen with this yes. team is also being affected by the coaching staff and their inconsistency to make sure that they're setting things up the proper way. Like I don't give a shit if it's in practice, if it's Vogel yelling out plays or Kevin Young plays yelling out for the court or whatever. If Devin Booker's the one calling plays and five fucking times in a row he calls fucking one four high, then that's that's your fault as a coaching staff yep. to give him the Let power happen, to right. call the same fucking play that's not working five times in a row. Like you got change. Like and that inconsistency can't happen. So this team's got so much to to fix. They got a lot of shit to fix. It's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be pretty. I don't know. Like honestly, I'm sitting here right now. I want to have optimism. I want to hope that this team is going to put it together. I feel like if they ever could get three guys on the court that are feeling good and playing at a high level, they would be all right. But I don't know if that's ever going to (laughs) happen. I don't know. Because it hasn't happened, what, but twice this year. And it's just frustrating as F to watch this time and time and time again and realize that in the fourth quarter, they keep falling apart because they keep doing the same shit. Yeah. Like, when are you going to wake up? Like, I'm, I'm just tired of it. I'm, t- yeah. I'm tired of the lack of effort and the lack of paying attention to detail in order to change what you're doing that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and there's nobody running, <clears throat> riding in to save the day. Nope. There's no big trade you nope. can make. There's no, uh, you know, magic thing that's going to happen. Sure. Could you get healthier? Yeah. But if the offense keeps playing like the system they're playing, if the defense has no effort, you're not going to change much. This is, this is the guys in the room, coaching staff included, having to take a long, hard look at themselves and figure out how do we fix this because there isn't anything else coming other than minor things that may happen. Maybe you get a backup point guard, but you're not adding – somebody that solves all your problems, yeah. you got to solve them yourself. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll do some super chats. We want to hear from the people here with us tonight. If you're looking for a Christmas present, Shady Rays has you covered exclusively for our listeners. They are giving out the best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX and get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This is the best deal because you can do two gifts at the same spot. You can get a gift for yourself and a gift for somebody else, and you get a killer deal on it as well. So try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. 
Also, if you are looking for a staycation, maybe around the holidays, check out our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They have the best entertainment and excitement that you can find in the desert. They've got a state-of-the-art gaming floor with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games. And of course, Arizona's largest casino sports book. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casino. Visit playadgila.com for more details. All right, let's read some of y'all's super chats here. Icon sent us one. Thank you, Icon. They said, we are just a lazy, stupid effing team. I feel you, Icon. Mm-hmm. You're upset right now. Yeah. And I get I get those feelings. Uh, go to Tech Review sent us one. They said, brace yourselves for some really stupid takes. <laughs> From those of us in the seats and the chat, I'm sure. All of it's, the above. It's one of those mm-hmm. nights where anger takes over. Yeah. Right? It's also one of those nights where everybody's at, at risk of catching strays. Yes. <laughs> thank you yes. guys for your super chats. Psycho Blue, thank you for yours. Said basketball gods laughing at us. Get well soon, Bradley. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, at some point, like, do we can we catch a break at some point? I don't know. Jacob sent us one thank you. They said, this ain't gonna work. This roster is flawed, and this coaching staff is clueless. Oh well, time to look forward to the vet minimums next year. <laughs> oh man, I that's rough. Yeah, we're we're down bad, y'all. We are down bad. Don sent us one. Thank you, Don. They said, sons are small yet can't stay in front of anyone on defense and are really good at ball watching on the glass and on the perimeter. Amen. Amen. I am so tired of dudes getting beat off of two dribbles. Two. Jalen Brunson caught the ball in the left wing. Nasir Little came up, and that dude blew right by him like he wasn't even there for the easiest layup because guess what? Uh, Eubanks wasn't there to block the shot. Neither was Nurk. Neither was anybody else helping weak side. Nobody was even focused on that. Yeah. Uh, well, it, Grayson had one block that was actually a foul, but they gave him the block. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next right? one is from Trevor. Up. Thank you, Trevor. They said, I imagine this team top three in the West by now. By now, WTF. Yeah, we all I did. I imagined. Yeah, I imagine that they probably would have played already 15 games together and they only yeah. been two. So, yeah, it's, that's but, tough. But that's, that's the crux of everything. The, the expectations were championship or bust. And that's why this team's the most disappointing team we've had yeah. in this town to this point. Because this is the most talented, at least top-heavy-wise, we've ever seen this team. Uh, and this has been one of the most la- lackadaisical you know, starts to a season we've seen from a talented yeah. roster. This is the most anticipated team ever. Yes. So, yeah, uh, which is, it, it matches up. Yeah, their biggest disappointment. Patrick, Patrick sent us one. Thank you, Patrick. Said, this team making me pay for 200 characters. Awful. Lazy team, top to bottom with the ball. Soft as Charmin on defense inside. Whose idea was it to have Matrix Night post game? Stupid <laughs> win or lose. You know, the one thing that keeps coming up over and over and over again is soft, lazy, and careless. Yeah. yeah. Those three words. If any, at any point in time, if you are on a team and somebody repetitively says though, any one of those three words, you should be embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should be embarrassed because people on the outside can see that it is a theme. Yeah. You got to be better. Yeah. You got to be better. People want these players to care as much as the fans do right now. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not to say I'm sure 
They're angry, but we need to see it on the court. Being angry after the game is all well and good, but they sleepwalk through portions of these games. Yeah, I mean, I would nothing dirty. I'm not no. a dirty basketball player. I don't want injuries. I respect no, the game of, of basketball. But I'd be damned. I'm telling you right now on my life. If I played in tonight's game, I'm knocking somebody on the ass. Like Jalen Brunson ain't just getting to the lane. Where's that? F, where's that? I mean, somebody, bro. That little ass dude coming to the paint, he's hitting the ground a couple times. I saw one time that was questionable, and I wanted to throw my damn bottle at the wall because when it happened, Nasir Little went and almost picked him up. And I'm like, come on. In my mind, I'm saying, bro. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm yelling. My bad. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the one time I saw it. And my man, Nasir Little, literally was about to pick him up. And I think he caught himself. And a Nick snuck in there and picked him up. And I'm saying, damn, guys. Yeah, I need P.J. Tucker here. Yeah, I need a damn Jay Crowder here. Somebody bring, come here and give me some damn toughness. Would yep. you have played a boxing one? I, but bro, I mean, bro, I would have got to try something. Yeah, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. That's, I mean, that, I that would have been all right. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I need some flex zone. You damn right. right. Yeah. Better than what they, they were doing out there. Uh, this one came from the anonymous Buddha. Thank you so much for your super chat. They said, we have the second toughest schedule left. Yeah. We should, we should set expectations because this is going to get ugly. There's something off with the coaching and the player and the plays. The turnovers and the fourth quarter BS is not a coincidence. Fire whoever fixed this. See, and that's a really good point with the second toughest schedule left because we were lucky that, that we had the schedule we had dealing with the injuries we did early on in the season. But now it's go time. Yeah. Like it's sink or swim. I like, like it. You gotta I like you, it. You either like there is no grace period anymore. Like I know I made a joke in the pregame show. Like there is no second preseason for you. Like you're in the thick of it now. Things are getting harder and they're only going to continue to get harder. Yeah. We, we're, we're approaching the halfway point of the season. <laughs> we're, we're only yeah. what? Yeah. It's crazy. 12 games away, 13 games away mm -hmm. from the, uh, from the midway point. And like mm -hmm. at some point, these red flags have to actually be red flags. Yeah, they yeah. can't be red flags that are, but but they could be yellow or orange because we don't have this, this, and this, and this, and this. And when you start to do that too many times, you even start to believe. Well, as soon as we get this, as if it's an excuse for yourself to not play up to your standards, mm -hmm. like and that can't happen. Yeah. It just can't. You're a professional basketball player. Every single person on this roster, from top to bottom, book KD. All the way down to even freaking Lee on the bench. They're all responsible. The coaching staff, all responsible. Nobody's off the hook on this one because they all looked terrible throughout this game. And it was just trash. Yeah. yeah. At some point, you, the runway is getting shorter. And at some point, you're just going to skid right off of it. Yeah. You got to pull up now. Otherwise, you're in grave danger of, at best, getting in that play-in. You know, and at worst, having one of the worst seasons in NBA history for based on anticipation here. Yeah. It's time to wake up. And I think you're right. I think something this weekend is going to shake out. We're going to hear of some kind of meeting or something's going to go on because this is wake-up call time. Now, yeah. I like that they had the second toughest schedule. I absolutely fucking like it. You know why? You can't go hide in the corner and, 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 and be soft. It's about to get real. So look your asses in the mirror 
check your door ego at the door and get it together. Because you know what I like to say, right? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, don't call it a damn dinosaur. It's a damn duck. And that was a big-ass duck tonight. And so now it's time to get busy. I, I like it. Let's go. All right. Last one for now. Alfredo sent us one. Thank you. They said, hustle and toughness is not a skill. It's a mentality. And the Suns lack this right now. Yep. Yep. 100%. In spades. Yep. Paging PJ Tucker. And if it's a mentality, it means you can figure it out. And you can make some changes. I, I will say this. He has said that a couple times. And the more and more I think about it, I know a lot of fans would love to see P.J. Tucker because of what he meant to this franchise before. And what he ended up being also on other teams, right? I a million percent think, just from a mentality standpoint, yeah. mm -hmm. P.J. Tucker on this roster would help out immensely. Yeah. Because he will, he's not going to let anybody just half-ass something. Like, he will get up in everybody's Correct. shit. Book included. It book included. Yeah. Like, he don't Correct. give a fuck. And that's, Correct. I mean, Correct. If the, if, if everybody's saying, oh, we can't make trades. We can't do this. We're, we were hamstring over this. If there was ever a move that we can make, it would be P.J. Tucker. Down right there. And and you know what? You I, I love that you said that, Saul, because people are talking about what P.J. can't do now at this time in his career. Mm -hmm. Can he still hit the three? Can he still do this? The one thing he can do is bring that mentality and yeah. that dog and require everybody to be the same damn way or you're going to have a problem with PJ in the locker room. Yeah. That's a that's a fact. That dude's a dog. Bring him in, man. It's Udonis Haslam with the Heat. Yeah. The Heat Correct. mentality. Like you have you have to have guys like that. I mean, in some ways James Jones was a guy like that with uh, uh with LeBron, right? Didn't play a lot, but was yes. a guy that that was a culture guy, right? Yeah, yeah. You need those guys in here that are going to set that mentality. Yeah. Uh, whether it's PJ or another guy like that, you got to get one in here to help with y'all. Y'all are getting lost in the sauce in the chat. You guys are all talking about PJ Tucker is washed and all yeah, this other come stuff. Come on, guys. I don't give a shit if PJ Tucker plays a single second for the Suns. We're just talking about having that mentality, having somebody as a player that's going to get up in your shit and hold you accountable for what you're doing on the defensive end, especially the defensive end. Correct. Okay, so, somebody in the chat said, P.J. Tucker ain't making KD or Book do anything. You know what both those guys have? Respect for P.J. Yeah. Tucker. Because P.J. Tucker was there Book's rookie season. He was yeah. on, the, on Texas with KD yeah. and an older guy there. They have respect for a guy like that. And sometimes you need a guy that's not, not willing to tell you everything smells great that you're Correct. doing. And just say, hey, this is some bullshit and you guys need to get your heads out of your asses. Yeah, this guy, hell damn guy in the chat gets it. All caps. Please come yell at us, PJ. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, my man in the chat said about O'Donis Haslam, like, laugh out loud. Like, do y'all, I mean, I don't know if he, I don't know what he means by that. But this is a guy Bro, yeah. that got in, in Jimmy Butler's face yes. last year and basically said, Bro, do your job yes. or I'm going to step to you. Yeah, this is not and that how team the went to the finals. Yes. Like, that matters, man. What are we talking about? Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Uh, Let's real quick. Hold on. I want to correct it. Katie and, and PJ didn't play at Texas, they both went to Texas and PJ helped recruit Katie to go to Texas. That's what yes, it is. Yes, okay. yes, Let's take a look at the numbers from this one real quick, presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Oh, what's in the box? I, I wish it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head, because that's at least not as brutal as this is. 139-122 uh, loss for the Suns. They shot 39 
0.3% from three. Guess what? The Knicks shot 58.6%. Damn near 60% from three. They The Knicks shot 7% better from the field, too. 59.8% to the 52.2% for the Suns. Points in the paint. Hey, guess what? The Suns actually won a category. They had 60. The Knicks had 56. Rebounds much closer than you would have assumed. Knicks won 38-33. to 33. But look, if you don't guard... Uh, the three-point shot, well, you're going to get your ass kicked, and that's what happened to the Suns tonight. Yeah. I mean, almost more than a third of them came from Nurk himself with 12. Yeah, and, those and, rebounds. and most of those were in the first half. First half. Because we were counting down. He had, I think he had like eight in the first quarter. So in the second half, he didn't really he do didn't much do either. You know either, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then the, the thing that bothers me the most about the Knicks shooting percentage is a lot of those shots were absolutely wide open. And last time I checked... Yeah, Jalen Brunson's good. Yes, uh, I, like again, I say Zach Randolph every fucking time. Julius Randle, Julius Randle um, is good, but they're not KD and Booker, right? That's what we've been told. And the biggest denominator was you saw the Knicks moving the ball, getting each other wide open shots. There's a, there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference there. Yeah, 100%, man. Knicks played team basketball. They moved the ball. They had movement. And yeah, like did, I said, yeah. the best play on the court tonight was in a Knicks uniform. And that is, that's frustrating when, when you got potentially two of the top 10 players in the world. And I, yeah, man, it's something better go down, man. Yeah, it'll be. Well, I don't know. We'll be here for the ride, too. So stick around, guys. <laughs> we'll have podcasts to talk all about it. Uh, But just a reminder, Desert Financial Credit Union has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union for more than 84 years. And right now they want to hook you up. When you open a free checking account online, you're going to get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Also, if you are still (laughs) stuffing those stockings, getting ready for Christmas, don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. They started just $1 and top prizes up to $500,000. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. You can find a retailer like our friends at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. Now, you do have to be 21 or older to play. All right. Let's take a look at what. Oh, you got a scratcher for us today? Yay. Let's see if we can win something tonight. (laughs) So here's how we're going to do it. Whatever okay. winnings from this, you guys are going to split four ways because today's been hard on everybody. <laughs> and everybody deserves to be you, a winner together. You know Bro, what I we're going to do? You part of the group, man. Yeah, so five ways. We going five ways. <laughs> <laughs> big big hopes. <laughs> what are we? Oh, what, so, so what's happening? We're gonna, uh, all right. Do you have a quarter? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll do it. All right. Let's see here. We can win up to five or five hundred dollars on this holiday cash. All right, uh, I gotta bucks reveal each. a gift. Let's see. Come on, Espo. Uh, hey, just take it. Anyway, damn. I'm like Katie. I don't believe in bad luck. I just uh, apparently suck at scratching. I tell you All what. Right. While you yeah. doing that, yeah. there's some people in the chat talking about yeah. trade for Draymond. And I mm, tell you bro. what, after tonight, Dude, no, no, I'm, no, I'm in my car no, wondering. No, no. If, you, if you're gonna be, in, <laughs> if you're gonna be all over these guys for being on injured, the court for injuries, and then freaking Draymond's yes. not even on the court because he can't even stay out okay, of trouble. Okay, okay, that's all right. All right, all right. It's, 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 it took y'all two and a half seconds to jump me off that bullshit. 
no. did you get hit in the head like yo, Merrick bro, the other night? <laughs> bro, yeah, yo, this oh one pissed goodness. me off. I'm all irrational now. I suppose, did we win anything? No, we did not. Dang, what a terrible <laughs> night for Suns fans Come around on, here. Bro. All right, well, let's take a look at what the big three did tonight in our triple money, also presented by Arizona Lottery. Again, don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers. Hopefully you are luckier than we are. So the big three, I mean, at least they all started this game. That was one positive. So Devin finished with 28 points, two rebounds, and nine assists. I'm grasping for straws. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you got it. Kevin Durant finished with 29 points, three rebounds, and six assists. And Bradley Beal finished with 6.0 rebounds and one assist. Obviously, Bradley Beal's stat line looks rough because he only played five minutes. Yeah. That's tough. a bummer. Tough as hell. And if you just look at box scores, you're, you're like, these guys play great. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're just looking at box scores. But if you watch the game, no, they didn't. Um, it's, this is this is tough. It's tough. Yeah. It, I don't know. Talk I'm to me, still, Lins. I don't know what to even say at this point. Like, be spicy, Lens. Talk to me. I'm, I don't want to be spicy anymore. <laughs> I was spicy at the beginning of the show. Now I'm just sad. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. I'm not having fun, and I don't like it. And it's not fair to all of us. If KD wants to change the narrative about his career, do something here. If Book wants to prove that he's a superstar and he deserves the respect of the league and the national media, do something here. Now is the time for these guys to, to step up and change narratives, to prove that, okay, this was a rough start, but that doesn't define what this season's going to be. And, you know, if Bradley Beal can stay healthy and he can come out, he needs to prove... Uh, all these doubters wrong as well. You were brought in here to be the driving force behind this team, to bring this city something that it's never had the opportunity to have, that they've never accomplished. You were brought here with those hopes. It's on you guys to go out there and do it and prove people wrong. And if you can't, guess what? The national media was right. All these fans that have been chirping were right. Charles Barkley's right that you're not a bus driver. Uh, you know, every media person that won't give Book, uh, you know, the respect that he thinks he deserves, they're proven right. Go out there and do something because your legacy and our hopes of a title are on the line. Yeah. That is, bro, let's fucking go. <laughs> and also our well joy. Said. Does that not mean anything no, to you No, our joy doesn't. <laughs> it should. It should. Because at the end of the day, you need us. I promise that. If we all stop. How boring was it? Or not. There were, mo there were good moments. I won't say that. But you remember when there were, like, no fans in that building? I remember. It wasn't as enjoyable as a fan. No. You know what I mean? It's more fun when you get to have, like, big moments with one another. And people start trickling off yeah. when you don't get any fulfillment or joy out mm -hmm. of the team that you support so much. Because how could you just, like, you know? Like, at some point in time, you got to check out a little bit. You can already you feel gotta it. You got to take a break. Because it makes you more upset than it should. You anyway. can feel it. Yeah. You, you talked about this being an inflection point. I think it is for the fans, too. Yeah. Because if things don't turn around soon, you're going to start getting the indifference. Mm -hmm. This anger that we're feeling, that everybody in the chat's feeling, that we're feeling, is going to turn into, that's just this team. And those people aren't as angry. And the, the passion isn't as much there. And apathy is when it's bad, not anger. Apathy is when it's bad. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we're moving closer yeah. towards that if they if they can't pull out of this. Yeah, yeah. I right. couldn't agree more. Let's take a look at a few more super chats here. Big Vernon sent us one, and they said, 
This team is confusing. I don't understand them. Same. Facts. Same, though. Uh, D-Nice sent us one. They said, Suns are worse now than the start of the season. You feel like that's true? I can't can't argue that. Not after tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after tonight, can't argue it. Travis sent us one. Thank you. They said, even if Beal didn't go down, what was the plan to stop Brunson from having a career night? At this point, I'm sick thinking about the upcoming Christmas game. <laughs> wow. Damn. Why'd I, you have to remind me about that? I think their plan <laughs> was to let Brunson tire himself out by shooting as much as possible. <laughs> it, it fell short. You, Terrible you, plan. You know what? We talked about I mean, I remember saying this uh, like before the season started. I said, I had a feeling our best defense was going to be our offense. Right? I, Would I'm, you like I'm, to retract that? No, no. <laughs> And what I'm saying is I now I'm starting to believe that. Like now I'm starting to believe that the game plan was let's outscore everybody. Oh damn, we're missing three tires. Ain't ain't gonna happen. Like this that's what it feels like to me. The, the, but the problem with that thinking, uh not not your thinking, yeah. but if they were thinking that is that uh listen, they don't even know how to they don't run. They don't <laughs> run hardly at that's all. True. So and and if you're going to if your plan is to outscore other opponents, typically your pace of play is much faster than it is. Correct. We were down by double digits. There's like five minutes left to go in the game, and Devin Booker is still walking the ball up. And then he gets across half court every single time at 16 seconds. So you, now you only have 16 seconds to initiate your offense. But it's easy to do that, Lindsay. You know why? Because we just fucking play ISO ball. That's all we do. That's all we do. We just – we just – Pray that that Devin's gonna bail us out, yeah. and it's also on Devin. Yeah. Like, hey, you can't keep you, doing that. You can't either. keep doing that shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. You're the point guard. Guess what? Just like the quarterback in football, you're gonna get a lot of the blame, especially if you're the face of the franchise. And we're typically pretty high on Booker, but tonight, as the leader of this franchise, he's got to be better. Yeah. He's got to be better. Yeah. Heavy is the hair that wear the crown. Uh, Funny you mentioned Booker. Our next one comes from Oh for sure, and they said you guys seeing these book or these trade book comments. Oh come on, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, I don't think we should go down that. We're not. Nobody's trading Denver. Um. All right, but thank you for your super chat. Tim from Phoenix sent us one. They said I love Book, but he's done way too much fouling, and I don't understand why he lost his head in the fourth quarter. This is his team. He can't. Yeah, no, one million percent. I mean, on the money. On the money. We get very frustrated in this office every time Booker gets some silly ass foul. Yeah. You know, ninety four feet away from the basket. Like, bro, what are you yeah. doing? He's Stop. too important to the yeah. team. Like every foul, he gets four fouls. Now you got to take him out five. For, yeah. So yeah, we get pissed off. We we yeah. monitor that for sure. Uh, Joshua sent us one, and they said, "Can we check Brunson? Maybe still early, but damn." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stress sent us one, and they said, "This is because Vogel hasn't been playing Vogel." Stop. Okay. Stress, you stressing me out. Ha ha, stress. If, if uh, only Saban Lee played tonight. Trevor sent us another one. Thank you, Trevor. And they said, "It's okay, Saul. We have the Wildcats game tomorrow." You're damn right, we do. Well, at least you guys have that. Uh, Khalil sent us one and they said, hate to say there's one trade, trade KD for depth. No, we're not doing that neither, man. No. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Like we, we going to bang on these guys tonight, but I mean, if we going to trade KD and book, y'all asking for trouble. Like that ain't it either. Yeah. 
Big Vernon sent us one and they said, book don't usually play bad in the fourth, but tonight, WTF. 14% shoot. Yeah, yeah. not good. Not, not great. Good. Call a spade a spade, yo. Julius sent us one. They didn't include a comment, but then they commented a little later in the chat and said, uh, Frank, not the man. I'm sorry. I ain't, I ain't, it's not hard for man. me not to, it's hard for me to argue with that comment. You, yeah. you have a coaching staff that includes Frank, Fizdale, Kevin Young, all these guys. None of them are living, Miles Simon, none of them are living up to to what you hired them for, the, the money you paid out for. Nobody is in that room right mm -hmm. now. I mean, can, can I ask y'all something on that topic? Mm -hmm. If it wasn't Frank, if we woke up tomorrow and the son said, yo, Frank's gone, but it's going to be somebody on our bench to take over, who do you want to be? Oh, I don't know. None. I don't. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I wouldn't take any of them at this point. I, mean, I, I like Fizz. Fizz. Yeah. I, like I wouldn't even take him either. The, they're all voices in the room right yeah, now. That's true. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, but, 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 but no, you but could you never know that, trust that entirely yeah. because we had the same co conversation the entire offseason during the coaching surge of, well, uh, Kevin Young has one of the best offensive minds, but apparently he's an up and coming, like, really good offensive coach. But we don't know if Monty actually listened to him. We don't yeah. know if Monty gave him the reins. I think we're finding out he like, did. Well, you, you don't know that. <laughs> Listen, the Knicks didn't make the playoffs with, <laughs> with, with Fisdale. They replaced him with Thibodeau. And Thibodeau That's true. has taken the Knicks to the playoffs. That's true. Hey, I, don't, I don't know if Fisdale's the answer, but his track record would tell me he might not clearly be the answer. Take no, that yeah. for data. Who I, knows? I'm just saying if I had of everybody, I, I like. Uh, well, yeah. Fizz more than if, if, Kevin. If I, I like him more than Kevin group, Young. Sure. Yeah, but that, again, that's all hypothetical. There's zero guys. chance that Vogel's going to get fired. No, yeah. James Jones gets fired before Frank Vogel gets Which fired. Which is stupid because it makes no difference at this. You point. literally got two phenomenal players in trades that, on paper, should have put you near the top. Well, and and nothing is clicking right now. I don't think that's on James. I, I Matt agree, Ishby but, is the one who made the call to yeah, the Nets to make that deal. But the billionaire doesn't fire himself. I'm aware, <laughs> but I'm just saying if James Jones gets fired, it's not I'm changing much. All right, uh, just a couple more here, and then we'll bring in our fifth member, Gerald Bourget. Hector sent us one, and they said, I think Young wanted that head coaching job, and it's showing. Huh? He's not sabotaging he's, the he's team. He's being yeah. subtle about oh. maybe, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not doing. He's doing this on purpose. You know what the best way to get a coaching job is to coach well, and they're not doing it right now. Oh. No, but no coach sabotages himself because his career is tied to this shit too. That's yeah. True. Uh, go to tech review said panic panic button on defense. Knicks had thirty plus quarter thirty plus each quarter. I haven't been they impressed did. with the Suns' defense all season. No, not so. at all. That's not a surprise. Yeah. All right. We'll do a couple more Super Chats after. But first, it's time, everybody. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, you Hi, Gerald Borgay. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? <laughs> We're not great, Bob. Not great at all. You got anything good to share with us, Gerald? Oh, it depends on whether you want to talk only about Sean Marion or if you want to talk about the game that just happened. Well, well, we haven't talked about Sean Marion yet, so let's just start with the game. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Tell us all the bad things. Yeah, so I mean, the one silver lining, the one piece of good news to come out of all of this is that Frank Bogle said after the game that x-rays on Bradley Beal's ankle were negative. 
Um, so that is a good sign. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, and we're probably looking at another extended absence for him. But at least there's that. Um, you know, Vogel was saying his biggest concern right now is just keeping Brad's spirits lifted. He's obviously disappointed. Um, you know, Booker said he didn't talk to him, but he understands why he would feel pissed off with the season that he's had. And, um, you know, they're, they're not going to use it as an excuse. I think tonight it definitely affected them down the stretch a little bit, just trying to reel and come back from that sort of thing. It, it, it weighs on you a little bit. Um, but Kevin Durant rejected the idea that this team is snake bitten. He said, I don't believe in bad luck. That's just life. Bad shit happens and you have to respond to it. Um, and that's the approach that they're going to have to take. Booker was saying, you know, we keep leading, we keep fighting, we have a job to do and we're going to do it and we're going to try and hold it down for him until he gets back whenever that is. So um, it, it definitely didn't feel like it. They were saying all the right things after the game. It did not feel like it watching that game, but that's, at least what they're saying publicly. Gerald, um, in the fourth quarter, the Suns, again, fell apart. Uh, offensively, now we could talk about the defense all day long, but offensively, I will, I will ask you about um, this repetitive process of guys just standing around, not moving, uh, a lot of iso ball once again, uh, literally on three straight possessions, we were sitting here, and I'm like, and I'm calling it out. I'm like, look, look, there's four guys literally standing around just waiting. And it's it's as if we were trying to milk the clock because we had the lead. But we were down by double digits. Did anybody ask about the lack of execution yet again in the fourth quarter and, and what they think they can solve moving forward? We didn't, to be honest with you. And it's because, you know, in a game where you score 122 points, even 23 fourth quarter points, it's not great. But if you hold a team under 122 points, you should be able to win that game. Problem is you're giving up 139, 137, which was a season high for this team. I, I think when it comes to the offensive execution, everybody is talking about Kevin Young and, and all these things. Like the Suns are still a top 10 offense, even with them devolving into iso ball. I think that's unfortunately one of the good things and the bad things about having superstars that can score in those situations is that it come playoff time, it's a good thing to have. But right now in the regular season, if it devolves into that too much, you definitely see those possessions, especially in fourth quarters, where it gets stagnant. And if those shots aren't falling, then that is definitely a problem. And, and I think one thing that we've kind of touched on when we've been asking certain players about, you know, fitting in with the big three and kind of spacing the court around them, you know, it, it feels like a lot of the time the ball is in one of those three's hands and the other guys on the court just kind of have to read and react to whatever they decide to do. Um, and, and I think if you have more of a free-flowing system where the ball is moving, where players are moving, and where you're running more of your sets down the stretch, that helps mitigate that problem to where guys aren't having to wait on somebody else to do something before they feel like they're going to do something. So, uh, again, that I think is a problem that also comes with not having continuity, not having the same rotations on the floor on a night-to-night -night basis because it does feel like guys are not maybe comfortable with where they should be, what they need to be doing. And so they just kind of let the superstars cook. And, and if they're not cooking down the stretch, you get fourth quarters like that, where it feels like the offense is stagnant. And um, it's, it's just a, kind of a, a self-repeating cycle there. Real, real quick before you move on. Uh, and I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. I'm not challenging you, Gerald, but uh, you said that they have a top 10 offense in the league. I, I am kind of curious, 
where do they stack in terms of their fourth quarter offense uh, amongst the league? You know, if we just ISOed the fourth quarter, because that is the, the main weakness part of this team right now. Yeah, no, the fourth quarter offense has been bad. And to your point, I think that's kind of what I'm speaking on is it feels like for three quarters, it's a little more free flowing. It's a little more involved with everybody else. And then I think in the fourth quarter, it becomes more of a, we're going to take a back seat to the superstars and that's fine. That's the way it should be. But you also want to keep running your offense and keep doing things to keep guys involved. And they do run offense. Like there's this misconception that it's just iso ball in the fourth, but for whatever reason, this team has been bad in fourth quarters. Part of it is, they haven't had superstars for the you know the first half of the season, pretty much. Um, another part of it is just getting the same group of guys on the floor to close fourth quarters has been a struggle. Um, you know, Frank Vogel addressed it before the game a little bit. He was saying, you know, some games we've had leads and we've let teams come back into the league. We've choked away a couple of games that way. We've had games where we've been down and tried to fight back into the game. And so, of course, our fourth quarter numbers look worse. Um, but it is definitely an area for improvement, and it's one of the many things that they're trying to stress to this group right now. Suns are second to last in the league in points per fourth quarter, and they are dead last in differential in fourth quarter. Damn. Yes. Their net rating is a minus 17 right now, uh, so that's per 100 possessions. They're getting outscored by 17 points per 100 possessions in the fourth quarter. So a lot has to change. I think most of that is the defensive end is a huge problem. Um, you know, they, they gave, they got outscored 43 to 20, 42 to 23 in the fourth tonight. Uh, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Gee, you, you know, you made a great point. If, if you didn't, if you didn't watch the game, you just woke up in the morning and I told you the Suns had 122 points. You think it's a dub. Mo mm -hmm. Nine out of 10 times it's a dub, but they mm -hmm. gave up 139. And that makes me feel like uh, it makes me think about a particular player. And you're a fan of this player. You've talked about him multiple times, Josh Okogie. Um, I, I feel like the last two games, um, it's been pretty glaring how much we miss Josh Okogie, especially his point of attack and especially his ability to kind of put a clamp on guys or put more pressure on guys in the fourth quarter. Today we didn't double team uh, Brunson much. We kind of kept that coverage uh the, the same way the whole game what are your thoughts on how much we miss a Kogi and how do you think we fill that void if he's going to be out for a, you know extended period of time yeah it, it's tough because like you said I mean Jalen Brunson went off against the Suns the last time they played when they did have a Kogi but That's right. it wasn't it wasn't a 50 ball it wasn't nine of nine shooting from three um, you know, those are things that you just have to be better defensively and more locked in. This guy is a son's killer. He has been for the last couple of years and he showed it again tonight. So you're definitely missing that point of attack defense that you have with Josh Okogie. And I'm not quite sure how you overcome it. I, I don't think putting Jordan Goodwin into the starting lineup is the right move. Um, it's just because you're trying to establish some semblance of continuity, but that kind of goes out the window now with Bradley Beal getting hurt again. Um, so it, it's tough. I, I, I don't want to say for sure until we know more on what Josh Okogie's time frame is. We heard before the game Frank Vogel saying they don't think it's a long-term injury, but they're going to see you know, what his status is moving forward. Um, and now we've got Beal added to that list. It, it just feels like a never-ending game of, of musical chairs trying to put a starting five together. You talked with Book, Katie, and Vogel. Did... Did anybody admit that there's a problem here? And 
and take accountability for it? Like, was it was it flat out said, hey, this ain't going well and we need to be better? Yeah, Frank Vogel's been saying that for the last few games now. The, the problem is it just hasn't shown through on the court. He said after tonight's game that we need to basically look ourselves in the mirror and decide if we want to be even an adequate defensive team because right now what we're doing is not good enough. We're not tough enough. We're not alert enough. Um, after last game, he had pointed out multiple areas where they need to get better on the defensive end, um, and it just hasn't happened. It hasn't come through to this point. It's it's a matter of effort. It's a matter of scheme execution. He said they've tried different coverages, pick and roll coverages, depending on who's out on the court. Uh, but I will say that you know, as much as we're looking to the offensive end and the lack of cohesion there, I think the defensive end is even more important to have the same groups of guys out there together because. That's the only way to build that trust. We remember the Suns teams, uh, you know, back when it was Jay Crowder, Chris Paul, DA, all of those guys. That was a rough start to the season. I think they were eight and eight that first season they were together. And then they learned how to be on a string together because they kept that starting lineup intact, even though the, the net rating for that group was terrible because they kept getting reps together. And so far, the Suns haven't been able to do that with their starting lineup, with their bench, with any of it. Um, and that's a problem. So I, I know Frank Vogel as a defensive minded coach is really displeased with where their defense is at. Um, you know, he said, if we were 28 and 0 and we were the 25th ranked defense, I wouldn't care. But, you know, our offense hasn't been good enough and our defense hasn't been good enough. So, you know, they're, they're very aware of what needs to be done. Now it's a matter of going out and actually doing it. Outside of us being cursed, what, what else did Kevin Durant say? <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, he's not buying into the whole snake bitten bad oh, luck no. thing. Like he, he's not, but, um, you know, he, he did seem visibly frustrated at the podium. You know, he was saying like, you know, you look at a guy like Quentin Grimes who was getting up six threes tonight. And he was saying, this guy doesn't have a free throw on the season. He doesn't really have assists. Um, like, and we're not getting up into him as a shooter. Like, what are we doing? It was, he was visibly frustrated. And I think he has been frustrated with, the results recently just like everybody else has um, you know it's no secret that this team has underperformed to this point even with all the injuries um, there's still time to get it back on track but I, I think until those wins start coming for a team that's now six and eight at home and has lost I think six of their last eight games overall uh, got to get back in the win column are you guys done I'm kind of <laughs> over this game yeah I want to talk about Sean Marion obviously kind of a bummer for him because they lost the game um and his ring of honor ceremony was post game which was unique and interesting gerald i know you were talking with coaches and players but did you get to catch any of it i literally caught when they unveiled the jersey at the very end um, okay. so i wasn't able to catch any of the speeches apparently he spoke um there was something from al mccoy a couple of other people spoke as well um, you know, based on what I heard, it was a really nice ceremony, but uh, it's unfortunate that this was the game that it wound up being with the nationally televised broadcast because that was the reason they couldn't do it during halftime because, as we all know, those ceremonies do take quite a bit of time, and there wasn't enough time with the 8 p.m. game for it to be squeezed in the middle there, to which my response is schedule it for another game right. so that Sean Marion gets his due. Within, when it's not a half-filled arena, I, I – felt pretty bad for the guy that who's had to wait all this time to get this moment and that's how it happens um but you know he was he was very emotional and appreciative all night we talked to him for a good 20 minutes before the game and he was saying you know the timing right everybody's talked to him about how 
you know, you should have been in sooner. You should have been in sooner. And he was saying, no, nah, everything happens for a reason. The timing was right for me and for this to happen now. Uh, and I kind of followed up and prodded on that. And he was saying, well, it's Matt Ishbia, man. Like <laughs> the other guy is obviously out of the equation. Um, and, and he had a lot of interesting things to say about Robert Sarver and their past teams that they had. And I'll be writing about that for tomorrow on GoPHNX.com. Um, but it, it was it was really cool to see him get that emotional and be that happy to reconnect with the franchise, with the organization, and obviously with these fans that love him. Uh, it, ironically, it seems kind of apropos that the, the guy who always felt disrespected wound up uh, having his Ring of Honor ceremony go this way, unfortunately. But I did see that uh, Dirk Nowitzki was out there to, to honor him. Did you... Uh, see him and were the was there anybody else out there that surprised you that they showed up tonight i didn't see him i like i said i literally walked out onto the court as the ceremony was ending um but i did see that he was here obviously they played a video tribute for him uh during the game that had jason kidd mike d'antoni um current sons like book and kd and eric gordon and all these different guys uh, penny hardaway was in the tribute so they they, they really did their their homework with making some meaningful video tribute packages. Um, and it was cool to hear some of the current sons talk about him. You know, Devin Booker obviously wore the tribute shoes and was talking about how, you know, he, he did things that didn't show up on the stat sheet, even though he did put up great numbers. He had that unorthodox shot that went in. Um, and, and he's obviously a son's legend who deserves to be in the ring of honor. Kevin Durant talked about, you know, how they had a rivalry back when Sean Marion was with the Mavs and they faced each other in the playoffs and, how Marion challenged him as a defender to get better as an offensive player. So it was really cool to hear even some of the current sons who didn't play with him or, or weren't even here in Phoenix when it, when he was here, talk about the impact that he had on their games and, and the respect that they have for him. Awesome. Thank you, Gerald. We appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. Bye. Bye Everyone, Jay. make sure you give Gerald a follow on social at Gerald Borgay and read all of his amazing articles over at gophnext.com. All right, we have a couple more Super Chats and a interesting story, I believe, about Sean Marion's Ring of Honor, so stick around, guys. But first, if you have not joined Circle K's Inner Circle program, what are you doing? Like, they literally just want to hook you up with cool things. Like, first and foremost, you save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products. Right now, they're doing 31 days of Circle K on the Inner Circle app where you can just win free stuff and coupons. So don't miss out. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Listen, we're going to just blaze through our bets because I lost, Saul lost, Flex lost, and Espo won. So we hate it. It was jacked up. We hate it here. It was jacked up because... Uh, basically flex and i both lost because bradley bill got hurt yeah I but mean, we hit everything else which yeah. is, except for the sun's winning yeah. so i guess I it didn't matter the sun's it, didn't to matter. Win as well. it didn't matter at all yeah we all yeah. needed that yeah. too so welcome to your own personal hell as well has 208 dollars and 50 cents i have 107 dollars and 88 cents so that means s was literally winning by 100 dollars. you guys this is garbage <sighs> that's 101 dollars. saul Lindsay. has minus 28 dollars and flex has minus 105 41 you got a laugh lens yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't know that you got into this triple digits there that's cold sorry yeah, come on man <laughs> it's not great bob but listen if you can do it better than we can highly recommend 
you download the BetMGM Sportsbook app right now. They have a $1,500 first bet offer going on. When you use the bonus code PHNX, you can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. So check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, a couple more super chats and then a fun little nugget of information for you guys. This one, again, from the anonymous Buddha. Thank you so much. They said, can we hire Mike D'Antoni? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a no, maybe. Uh, Leo sent us one. Thank you. And they said, the sun should have taken the game ball away just to piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Honestly, they couldn't take the ball away funny. from him all night. How would they have done it at the end? Oh, oh, damn, that's cold. Burn. You cold-blooded, man. Sound like somebody <laughs> in first place. Uh, Stress sent us one. And they said, Lynn's with a bunch of hard eyes emojis. Thank you, Stress. Appreciate you. Right back at you. Mike Kafka sent us one, and they said James Jones should take over as interim head coach. I don't know about that. I think it should be Isaiah. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. You want to make the I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Wow. He's already the shadow GM. I'm joking. I'm just a joke, guys. (laughs) We know. know. (laughs) Spoken like a guy from New York. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Zeus sent us one as well. Thank you, Zeus. They said, Book and Katie combined for 57 points and 15 ascents. Ascents. I appreciate (laughs) this. I'm aware. Guys, it's... Come Listen, on, Liz. You it good, is what baby. It is. You Let good. me try again. Zeus sent us one. Thank you, Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Book and KD combined for 57 points and 15 assists. Everything but Book and KD is to blame. Only the biggest casuals who don't understand what they're watching blame those two. Okay. Who shot 14% in the fourth quarter? Devin, the Suns. Armani. And Booker. combined, who shot mo- the most in that fourth quarter? KD and Book. Are KD and Book the franchise leaders? Yes. That's why they get blamed. Yeah, book book shot fourteen percent in that fourth quarter. It's that simple. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't, don't know Zeus. I don't know about that one, Zeus. I don't think anybody up here is a casual, by yeah, the way. No. Um, and yeah, you got to call a spade a spade. And like I said, best player on the court was Jalen Brunson. So take that for what it is. Okay, so obviously we know it's Sean Marion's Ring of Honor night, which is why he is our big, bright, shiny star. Um, so we're really happy for him. Obviously, it kind of sucks that this was at the end of the game. I didn't really think about what Gerald. <laughs> I know his stats that face, tonight. That face is like a perfect <laughs> representation that, that of tonight. Right? Press conference. It's it's like, that's my career. It's, it's my it's it's my Ring of Honor uh, night. But you saw the game. If you are listening to this on audio the next day, you need to come look at the picture of this one. And his stats are sat through an awful loss on Ring of Honor night. But he's our big bright shiny star because he's finally in the ring of honor it was um regardless if it was at the end of the game or not it was a really cool thing i think we have some video that we can show you guys as well of the jersey going up into the rafters and like 
It's been a long time coming. Really happy for him and everything he's done for the franchise. And finally now having amended relationships so we can all have fun and find joy together. Even if it's in the small things after a loss. Respect, Matrix. That's dope, man. 31's up there forever, man. That's that's, uh, well-deserved, yo. Well, des- well deserved and way too late. Yes, yeah. glad it happened. Fine, million percent. He also wore a pretty dope jacket today as well. So it's just like your basic suit jacket from the front, right? Looks real nice, but then bam, you turn around and Let's you turn go. it into a jersey, a jersey suit jacket. I need one. Of you these would so want one. Bad. I feel like this is right if you're happy. I would pay good money to get that one. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that would be cool. That's gonna start. That's gonna start a little trend. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta that. get one. Saul, you gotta that. get one, bro. Bookman, I don't want that shit, uh, bro. That's cold. Dude, I think that's whack as shit. Do you, you think so? I don't like it at all. You know, <laughs> that's why I was trying to be quiet, but then you put me on blast. Right, I'm like, fuck, I didn't want to answer this. I was gonna try to get you one, like for your next birthday. No, or something. man, I'd have been like, like oh yo, man, hey, 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 what I say? I'd be like, oh, this is cool. That's what you would say. You know what? I'm gonna get him one now. You know what's going? It's gonna say, Bookman, forty five. <laughs> for the next birthday, you gonna be forty five, right? Oh, okay. And you yeah, know what? Sure. Flex, yeah. you just say flex. Forty five is minus negative one oh eight in my, in my world. Huh? Yours should say flex minus one oh eight. Oh, hey, go to hey, go hey, go hey, go to first place, dude. Um, okay. okay. Oh well, shit, we gotta look at it again. One hundred five point four one. Thank, thank you, bro. Appreciate you, my G. Oh yeah, yeah, that made it better. Okay. <laughs> So, um, that's what he was wearing for his Ring of Honor ceremony. Book showed up to tonight's game, though, in Mm. some pretty dope shoes. So, these are pretty insanely rare Sean Marion Jordan 5 PEs from 2006. So, from what everything we can gather, these were never, these were just shoes that Jordan made trying to get Sean Marion to join the squad. Yeah, so what I, what I got, uh, what I got in terms of info on it was they me- made a few of them when they were trying to sign Marion back in the day. Sean doesn't even have these. And supposedly on the open market online, they're worth like $30,000. Damn. Right. 30K, right? right. Uh, and so Book was wearing them, and I'm told the plan was to gift them to Sean after the game uh, as – as kind of a gift, but we're wondering how did book find these? So that's exactly the question. We're like, okay, obviously you can books got 30 grand. He could easily buy them if Mm -hmm. he wanted to. But the question is finding them and finding someone who'd be willing to sell them. Because typically when you have these type of shoes, you don't want to sell them regardless of if they're worth 30 grand or not. So we did a little bit of sleuthing during the game. And here's what we came up with. I think book got these from PJ Tucker. Because P.J. Tucker, when he was playing for the Suns, was actually in an article on, I believe, Complex Magazine. Yes. So this was back in, I want to say, twenty. so back in 2016. It's the other one. Um, He was, they had a game in L.A. And P.J. was spotted after practice at a shoe store in L.A. where he stopped to pick up these exact same ones. And it was the black colorway that book was wearing okay so i'm thinking they came from pj but then we did even more research and that same year pj tucker was wearing these but in the white colorway during a game and he wore them specifically 
against uh, the Charlotte Hornets. And funny enough, Michael Jordan was there and was calling out to PJ during the game and saying, how'd you get a pair of those shoes? MJ wanted to know how PJ Tucker got his hands on these he's, shoes. MJ doesn't have them. And P, PJ's like, I hear this dude shouting at me. Yep. And he's like, that's not unusual, but I recognize the voice. And I turned around and it was MJ asking about the shoes. Could you imagine that? Michael Jordan asked you, how did you get a pair of my shoes that I don't own? Yes. That's, yeah. that's a pretty awesome exactly. story. But I think you're right on. I think these probably came for PJ and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Like we're we gonna are find gonna this get out, to the bottom but it, it would it would not surprise me whatsoever. PJ is the shoe guy, right? If you need a plug, if you need a pair of shoes you can't find, PJ probably has the plug or has them in the back of his closet somewhere. Yeah. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if Book reached out to him and was like, "Hey, I want to do something cool for Matrix. Do you have these shoes still? Because I'm sure Book saw him wear them. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was there. Can I get them?" And can I gift them to him? And I probably worked out some deals and then made it happen. And here we go. And he said, in exchange for it, when you get cut by the uh, by the you Clippers, I will us. get you $2 million on a veteran. So, so, like, here's my thing, right? Uh, if, if Book did this, I hope Book did his research and made sure that Sean Marion has an appreciation for those so, types of shoes. The deal. Because if I was gifting shoes... To some, to, to somebody like that, and they didn't give a fuck about shoes, and they just threw yes. them all over the place. There's no way I would give them those okay. shoes. So here's the deal. I don't know if Book actually knew this ahead of time. I would assume he would, but Sean Marion was asked about this before the game. He was asked about Book wearing those shoes, and this is the answer Sean Marion gave. Man, Book Book is something special, and I'm gonna tell you, he's one of the few guys that that definitely paid respect and homage to guys that paved the way before him. You know, that's one of the things I, I I've been doing with my um my role at the Retired Players Association. Though I, I definitely try to oh, man just give give all the guys who paid away from me their flowers. They're well more deserving. I got a lot of the guys in the ring honor coming tonight to celebrate me, but then some of my teammates as well. But I always I don't think they get their flowers enough. We don't truly appreciate the guys and where the game is right now. These guys are some of these guys I, I get to be around. Was making you know, $50,000 a year at the time or less than that. And now these guys are making $50 million a year. It's a big upscale. This, for those guys who's making that 50 and 25000 a year, the ones who paid the way for us to do what we're doing right now and what I was able to do. Okay, so he didn't specifically mention the shoes, but I think with the way that he spoke about Book and the way that he spoke about how Book honors those who came before them, that it would be meaningful for Sean Marion to be gifted those shoes. And... I don't know about you, but if I had a pair of PEs out there that were insanely rare to get your hands on and I didn't have a pair of them, I would be stoked as hell to get a pair of them. So I, I have an opinion. I'm sorry. I'll I just, have, say, just say from what I heard, Sean was yes. excited about yeah. it. So. Yes. How could I, you not be? Those are yeah. your shoes. So I, I did hear that. I did hear Sean was excited. Um, I will say this too. I think there's a couple, there's a couple things to dissect here. Um, the shoes itself being worn by Devin, I think is a cool thing in itself. I I think that's just a respect thing. I think when you take all the other layers out of it, the fact that Devin went out of his way to actually wear that shoe on a night that he's going to the ring of honor 
in and itself, whether the shoe was $5 or the shoe was 35000 I think that means something coming mm-hmm. from Devin Booker. And uh, I, we will get to the bottom of where he got the shoes. And I will say, I think you're right on, Lens, about P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Because although the shoe can be found and it's for $35,000, it's hard as hell to find a size 15 in that shoe specifically. Okay, and so PJ having the same size shoe as Book. There you go. And that's been confirmed because Devin has indeed borrowed shoes from PJ on occasion and just wore them a couple times and given them back. This makes a lot of sense, but we'll get to the bottom of it. And I'm I'm almost certain by Sunday show we'll have an answer for this. You know what I like to imagine? He asked PJ if he could borrow them and he's just giving them (laughs) to Sean without saying anything. Also, it's scary for me to think that those pair of shoes are worth more than my car. Damn. <laughs> One pair of shoes worth more than my freaking car. So maybe we should go steal the shoes and get you a new car. Yeah. <laughs> will those shoes get me into the club? I'll wear them. Oh, they well. get you in the club. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah you got a season pass to the club with those boys. Excuse oh, me, these are worth 30000 Can I, I come I, in? I don't know if there's one single thing in my life that would give me as much anxiety than Espo wearing those shoes. Really? I would yeah. be oh, I, like, yeah. I love because he like drags yeah. his feet drag and shuffles. My, I, I, it's like yeah. scratching a car or a What about if Gerald wore the shoes? Or he might try to eat him. So uh, yeah. well, hey, what about G? He, he said Gerald. Mm. No, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Gerald don't clean his shoes. Gerald, though, I think would understand and be very careful. Espo, mm. you would just forget. They're my shoes at that point. Yeah, what do I care? Exactly. You'd That's like, why you don't get them. Yeah. That's why uh-huh. you don't no, get them. I will say, no, no, no. You know, you know me. I would never wear those shoes. They would go in a case and they would sit somewhere that I displayed them so I could tell the freaking story about it. Now, right? on the flip side, though, I will say one of the reasons why PJ wears a bunch of these crazy rare and cool and unique and exclusive drop shoes during games is because he is on Espo's side, on the first side of it, not the last side yeah. of sticking it on a box and hiding it somewhere. Mm-hmm. PJ has always been, their shoes, they're meant to be worn. Like, wear your shoes. Enjoy them. Even though these are a $30,000 pair of shoes that there's only a couple of, I'm going to wear them in a game because I have them. You know what, and though? shoes are meant to be worn. Yes. You know what, though? You, and so you, I give PJ crop, props for that. This guy knows his sneakers. And there is a difference wearing them to play basketball. Oh yes. Well, There's yeah, a difference. Of course. You yes. don't you don't mess them up that much you playing don't. basketball like if you wear them in the streets yeah, and you start you stuffing them. There's no dirt. There's a yeah, it's a different level of thing. And I will say Saul is right too. Like when you wear that type of shoe, I don't know, do you do this? I mean, like when I have an expensive shoe, like there's a there's a protocol. Like go home. That's why I don't. Right. I mean, do you? Right. Certain shoes. No, no, yeah. With with like you know, thousand and over. It's like like uh, like on the weekend. Typically, like I'll look at the shoes that I wore and just make sure they're not scuffed up. Because I like to when I'm in the car, I put my foot like this. And so I always have a little bit of dirt on, on the, the back, back right, so right I have there. to scrub yeah, that out yeah. and make sure it's like nice and clean. That's a fact. That's, that's just that's me. a fact. No, I, I would do the same thing. I, my wife got the little brush, and she does a great job. Shout out to my wife. She does. She <laughs> she does the hard work, man. <laughs> um, two things, three things from the chat, uh, real quick. We got a super chat from where's it at? KS KS said, "Get rid of Beal." Come on. Upset it, mad face, mad face emoji, mad face uh-huh. emoji. Don't kick the guy while he's down. Yeah. Guys, guys, come, come on. on and also, we can't. 
Yeah. It's like the shingles virus. It ain't going anywhere. It's here to stay. Brad a virus. Oh, shit. <laughs> Trevor in the chat said, Lindsay, look into the team's struggles since you found this all out. Uh, my detective skills were on point tonight. Uh, but I did get an assist from Espo and Flex, of course. And then Tim in the chat said, who cares about PJ and his shoes? Tim, we're 87 minutes into this program. I've told you this before, but in case you've missed it, everybody, the disclaimer <laughs> Tracy is, said. if the show goes past a minute, an hour and 10 minutes, whatever happens after that hour and 10 minutes is fair game. It's we get to talk about whatever BS we want to talk about, whether it's PJ and his shoes, whether it's some other shenanigans, whether it's some random hypothetical <clears throat> conversation that we saw happening on the internet. Them's the rules. Okay? And it's 12, 12 in the morning. All right. You know, if the show the goes past an hour and 10 you know minutes, so it's, it's all fair Somebody game. in the chat said, the suns are down so bad. We just spent a half hour talking about shoes. And guess what? You just spent a half hour listening about shoes. <laughs> Tell me you were not entertained <laughs> so, though. Don't you feel welcome. better? Tell me you were not <laughs> entertained. Hey, wife's Tracy, throwing Tracy, yeah, Tracy, <laughs> shout out. She said, uh, Espo doesn't have any kind of protocol <laughs> like that. Where's the training camp for this? Oh, man. Espo, baby, that's real. Hey, I, I love I that love she it. calls you on your shit. I love man. it. I lo that's that's going to be love a married dress for 15 years. You know, when when you're dating, when you're engaged, uh, you know, there's like this defense. I'm going to defend uh, my man or my my woman. 15 years of marriage, you're throwing you're throwing the punches, right? You're you're, you're throwing the jabs in the chat. You're saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get you. You're gonna get me. It's gonna be fun. We're all gonna have fun with it." Or I'm just gonna take crap. Were you trying to convince? Were you to convince yourself? Yes, very much, very much. So. Yeah, I love Espo, man. Hey, shout, hey, Rube, shout out, man. How long have we been going here? How long now? Two, hour and a half. Hour and a half, man. Just about shout out to the producer. Let's go. Please hit that like button. If you're here, hit that like button because it helps us out a lot. Tim, I know I gave you a hard. We're happy you're here. Um, so thanks for hanging out with us for an hour and a half on a Friday after the Suns lose. Like it was kind of a bummer, but I think we're all at least can go to bed tonight feeling a little bit better because we had a nice place to vent it out, hash yeah. it out. You know, know at least we got it off our chest a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we did. We did. I'm I, not yeah. saying that we're, we're completely over it. I'm right. saying yeah. it doesn't sting as much because we have this space yeah. to be able to be upset together and yeah. work through our emotions together. Uh, we, I want to go get a punching bag. Yeah, we I'm got we got mad. it out. Lynn. No, she, I'm still mad. She's oh. right. We got it out. Like well, I, I, I don't I don't mind losing, mind losing at all. No, like, but it's but, losing in these type but it's, of fashions. It's, it's, yes. it's like the John Wooden uh, coach speak. It's not about winning or losing. It's how you're playing the game and are you playing to your your utmost potential. And when you look at this team and how they're performing, they are not. And that's the thing that bothers me the most. There's 627 people still watching. Why don't we just stay on until it goes hey, down to hey zero? Hey, Zeus. No. How long do you think we can go? My, my no. man, Zeus. They could be asleep. They could be asleep and still watching. You never know that. My man, Zeus, listen, man. I feel you. I see what you're saying, dog. And What did Zeus no, say? No, I mean, he's talking about what Book and KD did in the first three quarters and – you had the casual comment about blaming him. 
You, listen, man, these are the franchise guys. Like, you, I, I get it. Again, no one here is a casual, and no one here is saying that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker aren't great players. He did say earlier that we he does not think we are casual. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, Zeus, no, so. Zeus, I get it. You we, you always here. We chill, dog. Yeah, but yeah. tonight, tonight, they deserve a little bit listen, of heat, man. That's that, it. That, like you said, heavy. Heavy uh, is the heavy head is that wears the, the crown, right? So you right. got to. You gotta you gotta sit there and, and realize in the fourth quarter they gotta show up in the playoffs they gotta show up yeah uh, rings count like all that stuff you know how it goes yeah. so the superstars get judged a little bit more harshly than everybody else because they need to perform at a high level in the fourth quarter in order to close out games because the other superstars on the other teams are yeah. right now against us like Jalen Brunson and Zach Ra- uh, Zach Randolph God <laughs> damn it. Julius Randall Julius come on Randall. baby you gonna get it right eventually dude. Yeah, we're man. done playing him this oh my God. <laughs> Zach Randolph retired 50 years ago, but no, no, I get it. Zach Randolph is out there cooking them right now. We in trouble. Bro, but it's funny because it's everybody's fault, though. It's not just those two guys, but they are the the leaders of this whole, you know. Real quick, I think that might be the disconnect because Zeus said, Do you guys not see how they're being defended down the stretch? And do you really blame these two more than the lack of offensive organization and execution, which is tied to Vogel? I think it's all to blame. Yeah. They're all in the blame bucket right now. Not one more than the other necessarily. We're just pointing out that while the system in itself needs to be adjusted, the coaching needs to be adjusted, they also need to adjust as well. So it wasn't like Devin and Kevin are the problem number one. And then problem number two is this, that, and the other. It's just, it's all a culmination of It's more, I literally said earlier in the show, like if Devin is the one that's organizing and and making the play calls and two or three times down the court, you're in the same set and you're getting the same results, then you as a coach have got to step in and do something to change that because it ain't working. You know what I mean? So listen, from top to bottom, coaches, players, every player, everybody's accountable. That's what we're holding them to that standard. And we're not going to let up. Like I know some people are like, oh, well, you guys are going to glaze over this and blah, 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 blah. No, you know, I won't. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. I want to win games. I don't care how we win games. I want to win games. So if they don't play to a high level, then I'm going to be upset. Right. Yeah. So a point I want to make is Book and KD, we're giving it to them tonight. It's okay to give it to them tonight. Like, we're not blowing up the duo. I love these guys. I think they're great. This duo is potentially going to give us or put us in position to potentially be a championship team if things were not. So they'll put us in position. On Sunday, when they do what they do, we're probably going to give them their flowers. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay to give somebody some smoke on a particular night without turning it into we're attacking our yeah. guys. Like, that's not what we're doing. It's not man. a referendum. They're not robots, two. dude. They're going to have bad nights, and tonight was nights where I don't think they played their best basketball. That's it. Okay. I'm tired. I know you guys want us to keep the chat going, but I'm running out of steam. The one final thing from the comments that I will say, Ben, is, ben said, what's up, guys, when the next meetup? Uh, well, we have a takeover happening in January. We don't have a graphic for you, so we don't have all January 16th. the things to be able to show you on the screen. But January 16th will be our next takeover. We're going to meet up for food and drink before. Then we're going to head out to the game together and 
have a great time. Gotcha. So if you want information on that, go to gophnext.com, click the events tab. You'll see it there. Um, and come hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. Zeus. But we'll give you guys more info. Zeus, we good. We're all good. We're Love all good. you, Zeus. Yeah, man. Yeah. We appreciate I'm you. We'll see very you much. on January 16th yeah. with that takeover. If I don't pull the hammy. And, 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 and Zeus is one of, he's he's a faithful follower. He's he's tagged us yes. on Twitter and we've engaged with God, him in conversation. Zeus, I love basketball talk mm -hmm. and I like it when somebody is passionate and they see things from a different lens. And that's cool. Yeah. That's what this is all about. You know what I mean? And like you guys might have noticed or not noticed that we started eliminating people out of the chat because they were being dicks. You can't be an asshole when you come in here. We can talk ball and love and love it and, and love our disagree. team. And we can disagree. Yeah. It's cool. But you guys have your perspectives. We have our perspectives. Sometimes we fight and we disagree. It's yeah. cool. Because at the end of the day, we all love ball. And that's it. So yes. yeah. even if we get into it here, just know it's all love on our end. We appreciate you 100%. very, very much. So I got a, a very important question for you. <laughs> Which means it's not going to be you're off it's on, not important you're, at you're all. You're off on Sunday. Yes. If Landry Shamit goes off, are you coming on oh from home? Oh, my God. You have to. You okay, have to. Okay, I will. Thank you. You got to call. No. No, the Landry standard has always Shemmett. been 35. Nah, bro. If he, <laughs> yes. Nah, bro. I it was if 30. he dropped 20, 25, come on. I thought it was 30. It was 30. No, it was 35. No, you're he right. got to score 35. It was 30, it, and then you chickened out. No, I changed you it before. We, no, 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 no. We, it was 30, no. and you chickened out. How the no. fuck do you mean I chickened no, out? Chicken I changed out. it right then and there because I was like, nah, 30 is too easy. And then he went he off for 31. And then I said 35, and then like a couple games later, he scored like 31. Hold up, did you say 30 is too easy for Landry That's what I'm going to say. Bro, he had gotten it like seven times in his career. Like, I'm, I'm not going to take that risk. 35, he's never hey, done Lenz, it. Hey, Lens, I know you. we about to dip out of here. <laughs> One minute, please, if y'all would let me. Shout out to my nephew Carlos and his wife, Cookie. They just had their second boy, my little Ooh, nephew. Exciting. My boy, Jalen Jackson Lopez. Uncle Flex loves you, baby. Welcome to the world. Jay hey, man! Hey, hey, man! Come on, okay. That, hey, okay. J-Lo, the male version of J-Lo. We love you, dog. So, yeah, just got the news. Jalen Jackson Lopez. Uncle Flex right, loves you, baby. I feel bad for this kid, man. It's J-J-Lo. J-J-Lo. He's going to be go. able to box and I heard his business. I'm already hearing he's... The number one rated one year old in the country. Oh boy! That the rankings are going up, and uh, <laughs> Uncle Flex, we going we gonna get him on the court. And Does he have a good. ball his life mixed? He, he already got it. He already got it. Uh, I think Sham just said number one uh, for one day old in the country. Amazing. So he's already ranked. J-Lo's got that junk in the diaper to box out those other babies. He's getting bored like, no, <laughs> oh, no. like nobody's business. All right, we got to go. Welcome. We got to go. <laughs> Bye, go. everybody. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>